Chapter One of Freaks on the Fells Three Months Rustication. Story One by R. M. Ballantyne. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Annalisa Bodker. Chapter One mr sudbury in his counting-house mr john sudbury was a successful london merchant he was also a fat little man moreover he was a sturdy little man wore spectacles and had a smooth bald head over which at the time we introduce him to the reader fifty summers had passed with their corresponding autumns winters and springs the passage of so many seasons over him appeared to have exercised a polishing influence on the merchant for mr sudbury's cranium shone like a billiard-ball in temperament mr sudbury was sanguine and full of energy he could scarcely have been a successful merchant without these qualities he was also extremely violent now it is necessary here to guard the reader from falling into a mistake in reference to mr sudbury's character we have said that he was violent but it must not be supposed that he was passionate by no means he was the most amiable and sweet-tempered of men his violence was owing to physical rather than mental causes he was hasty in his volitions, impulsive in his actions, madly reckless in his personal movements. His moral and physical being was capable of only two conditions, deep repose or wild activity. At his desk, Mr. Sudbury was wont to sit motionless like a statue, with his face buried in his hands and his thoughts busy, when these thoughts culminated he would start as if he had received an electric shock seize a pen and with pursed lips and frowning brows send it careering over the paper with harrowing rapidity squeaking and chirping the pen not the man like a small bird with a bad cold mr sudbury used quills he was a tremendous writer he could have reported the debates of the house in longhand the merchant's portrait is not yet finished he was a peculiar man and men of this sort cannot be sketched off in a few lines indeed had he not been a peculiar man it would not have been worth while to drag him thus prominently into notice among other peculiarities in mr sudbury's character he was afflicted with a chronic tendency to dab his pen into the ink bottle and split it to the feather or double up its point so as to render it unserviceable this infirmity coupled with an uncommon capacity for upsetting ink bottles had induced him to hire a small clerk whose principal duties were to mend pens wipe up ink and generally to attend to the removal of debris when mr sudbury slept he did it profoundly when he awoke he did it with a start and a stare as if amazed at having caught himself in the very act of indulging in such weakness 
when he washed he puffed and gasped and rubbed and made such a noise that one might have supposed a walrus was engaged in its ablutions how the skin of his head face and neck stood the toweling it received is incomprehensible when he walked he went like an express train when he sauntered he relapsed into the slowest possible snail's pace but he did not graduate the changes from one to the other when he sat down he did so with a crash the number of chairs which mr sudbury broke in the course of his life would have filled a goodly-sized concert room and the number of teacups which he had swept off tables with the tails of his coat might we believe have set up a moderately ambitious man in the china trade there was always a beaming smile on the merchant's countenance except when he was engaged in deep thought then his mouth was pursed and his brows knitted the small clerk was a thin-bodied weak-minded timid boy of about twelve years of age and of humble origin he sat at mr sudbury's double desk in the office opposite and in dangerous proximity to his master whom he regarded with great admiration alarm and awe on a lovely afternoon towards the middle of may when city men begin to thirst for a draught of fresh air and to long for an undignified roll on the green fields among primroses buttercups and daisies mr sudbury sat at his desk reading the advertisements in the times suddenly he flung the paper away hit the desk a sounding blow with his clinched fist and exclaimed firmly i'll do it accustomed though he was to nervous shocks the small clerk leaped with more than ordinary tremor off his stool on this occasion picked up the paper laid it at his master's elbow and sat down again prepared to look out nautically speaking for more squalls mr sudbury seized a quill dabbed it into the ink bottle and split it seizing another he dabbed again the quill stood the shock the small clerk ventured a sigh of relief and laid aside the inky napkin which he had pulled out of the desk expecting an upset and prepared for the worst a note was dashed off in two minutes signed sealed addressed in half a minute and mr sudbury leaped off his stool his hat was thrown on his head by a species of sleight of hand and he appeared in the outer office suddenly like a stout jack-in-the-box i'm away mr jones to his head clerk and won't be back till eleven to-morrow morning have you the letters ready i am going round by the post office and will take charge of them they are here sir said mr jones in a mild voice mr jones was a meek man with a red nose and a humble aspect he was a confidential clerk and much respected by the firm of sudbury and company in fact it was generally understood that the business could not get on without him his caution was a most salutary counteractive to mr sudbury's recklessness as for co he was a sleeping partner and an absolute nonentity mr sudbury seized the letters and let them fall picked them up in haste thrust them confusedly into his pocket and rushed from the room knocking over the umbrella stand in his exit 
The sensation left in the office was that of a dead calm after a sharp squall. The small clerk breathed freely and felt that his life was safe for that day. End of chapter 1 Mr. Sudbury in his counting house Recording by Annalisa Bodker